Welcome to Relational Skills in Real Life, a Thrive Today podcast where we share everyday stories of encouragement and transformation from people using relational skills in their lives. Spend time with us and be inspired by real life examples of how we use relational skills to strengthen and repair our relational connections. We're so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Chris Corsi here, president of Thrive Today, and I want to welcome you to the Relational Skills in Real Life podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today's focus is a topic that I think we're all going to be able to relate with because we all mess up. That's right. We all mess up. We all screw up. We all do things that don't work out well. And so today's topic is really when we do mess up, how do we mess up well? That's right. Wouldn't you like to be able to mess up well? The reality is things do go wrong. Things will continue to go wrong in your life at times, even though we don't want them to go wrong. And when they do go wrong, how do we stay the best version of ourselves? How do we be the people that God created us to be? That's what we're going to focus on. You see, learning to repair and learning to recover when we do drop the ball and mess up learning to recover from the shame that we feel, the guilt that just kind of rolls around and spins in our minds. You see, guilt is a left hemisphere response where we're trying to to use words to resolve some of the shame that we feel. When we mess up, we often feel sad. We feel mad. We have a host of reactions that make these situations hard to navigate. Probably the worst thing about messing up is we often feel alone. And that is what we call attachment pain, the pain of feeling alone or lonely while we deal with something. Friends, relational skills go a long way to navigate those times that we mess up so that we can mess up well, because the goal is not perfection. Rather, it's when we do mess up, we do it well. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. When I think about messing up well, I think about a very clear memory from a number of years ago when I was uh, in at a conference with Jim Wilder. He was speaking. I was there to support him and run the book table. And about this time when this conference was starting, um, our ministry was sending out a newsletter, an important newsletter with, with very important details about an upcoming event that we were doing. And I had a friend on the team whose job was really to pull together the details for this newsletter. And then my job was to review it and just catch any mistakes or any errors and make those changes. So I can clearly remember the moment when I was standing at the book table and um, you know interacting with people and Jim was in the room interacting with people. And I saw him um, receive a call uh, which is not like Jim to normally even be on a phone. So it surprised me that he was on a phone. And then after a few minutes, he came over to talk to me. And he explained to me that when this newsletter went out, instead of um, including the ministry office phone number, it included Jim's home number. That's right. I can really remember the shame that I felt because that was his wife, Kitty, telling him what happened. And we had, you know, thousands of names on this email uh, list. And so uh, thousands of people were going to receive Jim's home phone number. And if you know Jim, he's not a big fan of phones anyway. So the fact that this was his home phone number just made me um, 
just kind of curl up inside. And I just thought, oh, no, this was my job to oversee. And it was my job to catch mistakes like this. So I felt this shame start to just kind of swallow me up in my body. I felt my face flush. I felt my heart start to race and my body just react with this. Oh, no, what did I do? And then I could feel the surge of adrenaline as my survival circuit wanted to put this fire out. My survival circuit wanted to make this problem go away as quickly as possible. So what I did in that moment, I thank Jim for the heads up. I apologized uh, for this mistake and I took a deep breath. So the first thing to go when we get stressed out or anxious is our breathing becomes shallow. So I noticed my breathing was shallow. I took some deep breaths and I worked to stay in relational mode because I knew if my brain stays stuck in enemy mode, I'm going to become rigid. I'm going to lose all creativity and I'm just going to react. So I wanted to stay relational, calm and creative while I navigated this terrain. And I didn't want my survival circuit to run the show. So as I calmed my mind and my body down, I could start to feel kind of a blanket of peace to kind of wrap over me. And I invited the Lord for his wisdom and guidance as we navigated this situation. And I tried to hold on to who am I and how do I stay me right now? And so one of the things it's like me to do when there's a problem is to take responsibility for it and work hard to navigate this so that we could put the fire out while also staying relational and not reactive. And so it's also like me not to do things out of fear. So I didn't want fear to dictate what I'm about to do to try to resolve this. I wanted to stay my relational self. And so while I took those deep breaths, I called my friend uh, who had you know put the newsletter together and I explained what happened and I could hear her gasp as well on the phone. I said, look, this was an accident. Neither one of us caught it. We're going, let's just fix this. We're going to get through this. So what we did was we came up with the plan to send out another newsletter and basically just say, ah, we're sorry. We made a mistake. We sent out the wrong phone number. Here's the correct phone number. And so we were able to quickly resolve this. And Kitty Wilder had was able to change the the message on their voice message system so that if somebody did call, they wouldn't realize this is the Wilder's home address or home phone. So you know what happened? I don't think she got any calls. Uh, we were able to fix this problem. We were I was able to take responsibility for it because it was my problem here. And I was at fault for not catching this. So it was a good reflection of my heart and values to be able to say, you know what, I'm really sorry this happened. This is on me. And please forgive me for this mistake. And I was able to talk with Kitty as well as Jim about this. And they were quick, you know, quick to forgive me and just very much understood it was an accident. So I kept my relational footing. I stayed resourceful. I stayed creative. And I stayed out of the survival circuit response, which just wouldn't have gone well. If I had if I had stayed in kind of reactionary mode. So as we um, think about something like this, I could clearly feel the difference from fear and anxiety to joy and peace again. Joy was restored. I felt peaceful. I was glad with how we handled this, my my colleague and I. And I felt like it the plane landed in one piece, as we like to say. So 
Think about times where you've messed up and what could you improve when you've done something wrong? Are you quick to stay relational and quiet yourself? Are you quick to um, take responsibility for what's happened? Are you able to navigate that terrain in a way that really reflects your heart and your values? You see, the thing about relational skills is as we practice these relational skills on the good days, they will show up on the bad days. We just have to practice. So I have to practice quieting when I'm not upset so that I can quiet when I am upset. I have to practice staying my relational self in big feelings um, and hopefully, you know, low feelings and emotions first so that then I can handle some of the bigger and the harder ones and be able to um, stay creative by staying relational as we navigate these problems and navigate this terrain. So with practice, your brain will know what to do when things go wrong. We just have to practice a little bit. So practice the quieting skills, practice telling joy stories, or even stories of where you have messed up. And if you could go back and do it all over again, what would you do differently? You see, your brain's identity center still benefits from the stories where you didn't handle something well, but if you could go have a redo, you include how that would look. And your brain actually grows from that. And when you hear those stories from other people, those are helpful examples as well. So you're actually equipping your brain's identity center with, with examples and modeling of how it's like you to stay relational and how it's like you to recover when things go wrong. So I hope that as you think about this topic, that you see that improvement is possible and there's always room for improvement, but staying your relational self is a superpower in a sense. It is a superpower for you to be able to stay relational because when you're relational, you're going to be better at navigating what's happening. You're going to remember who you are and you're going to act in a way that really reflects your values. And so Part of staying our relational selves is also connecting with people we trust who can be with us while we have to navigate this. And as I did as well, I interacted with the living God um, when this first happened and I prayed for peace and clarity. And I really felt like God was very tender with my weakness and God was very gracious and helped to navigate this in a way that I can look back on and go, huh, I'm, I'm glad I actually handled this in a way that I'm, I'm pleased with. So friends, uh, for more information, um, I want to encourage you to check out the blog. Uh, it's called thrivingmamas.org, thrivingmamas.org. It's T-R-T-H-R-I-V-I-N-G, thrivingmamas is M-A-M-A-S dot O-R-G. And basically one of the great things about this blog is there's a lot of stories, there's a lot of examples, and there's just a lot of good teaching and sharing that happens through this blog. I just want to encourage you to share this with any parents, uh, especially any moms that you know, to find some encouragement. There's a number of moms that often contribute to this blog. It's really good. So friends, enjoy. Keep up the practice. Your practice will pay off. Thank you for listening. Check the description of this episode for specific resources and visit us at thrivetoday.org anytime. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. We look forward to seeing you next time.